Crossengage Podcast. Welcome to Crossengage Podcast. My name is Michael and I'm really proud to welcome Christian Balise in our office today. He is a really experienced marketing and CRM consultant who helps companies find the right strategy and tools, very down to earth and without focusing on too catchy trends and buzzwords. Still, his wealth of experience is quite notable. He worked for Hewlett Packard, Canon, expanded his expertise in CRM at Rebuy, Home24 and Shaltech, also worked as a marketing consultant at Lura and now ended up as a freelancer. We are really happy that he will now share some of his experience with us. Hi. Nice that you're here. <laughs> Why are you the marketing professional in Germany that knows almost everything about this topic? Everything. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Everything is the first time that somebody said it to me. Um, I think it's um, about my experience in a lot of companies which I work for. I'm now 16 years in marketing and I think also nearly 15 years in online marketing. Um, which helps a lot in seeing a lot of different strategies, a lot of different new ways, new channels, new tools, uh, new reportings, and um, um, new fuck-ups, which helps a lot for, uh, for the experience which I get. You just said fuck-ups. What are the main challenges or problems when you come to a company, you look what they are doing, what are the main issues in marketing and CRM? Um, especially of CRM, the main issue which I have in every every company are the data, the data structure and the quality of the data. Um, every company says they have the best data and the best quality in data, which is not the truth. That's the biggest lie I ever. Um, when I come there, I saw a lot of um, difficulties to, to, to get the right information which helps me to make CRM better or to make CRM from the beginning. Um, these are so difficult to, to, to start then because datas are the base of CRM. Um, without any datas, you can send out an email, that's it. Is there one point you always start with, so the first step a company has to do uh, to improve this? Um, first, first of all, I, I check which datas you have, um, what is your product, what are, what are the the goals for this year or for the next years. Um, and then I would check what is really there, what is the CRM, and maybe where are the biggest problems, why these data are not completely in this quality which I need. Sometimes it's because somebody forgets that this is an important data which we need. Um, sometimes it is like um, the, the tool or um, the, the the tracking tool or whatever it is, is not set up right or correctly. Um, or the data are in the data warehouse and it's very difficult to get it out, then I have to think how I get it out from this one. But there's no um, directly way you can do it every time because every client is uh, totally different. Yeah, sure. When you, or you said comparisons uh, between companies, is there also a comparison you can do between United States and in Germany? What's completely different there in the field of data? And how they treat it? 
<laughs> treated in, in the US with data, it's, that's easy. <laughs> There's no requirements like in, uh, in, in Germany with uh, or these big requirements like in Germany. Um, the US also looks on data, that's true. Yeah, they don't make any fuck-ups with the data. But you have, it, it's easier to implement um, text or JavaScripts to get more information about the clients. Um, you, it's not that cookie problem like here in Germany you have. So you get more data, more information about the client. Um, but what is special? Um, I think the, the biggest problem at all is you don't need any 100 million data. You need five very important data which helps you to run your business. And I think this is the problem. You don't know which is the data you have to focus on. Today you get a lot of data like, uh, is the sun shining? Is it raining? What is the name? How old is he? Where is he living? What is he purchasing? Or something. There are so many data you can get and you can catch. But the biggest problem at all is to focus on the, I would say, main five data you have. What um, this is, could uh, what this be? It depends on your product and depends on what, what, what you're doing. And I think in the US, um, when I talk to some of the companies, not to all, this is not only, I, when I talk to them, they focus a little bit only on the three or five uh, data they have to focus on to bring the product in front or to bring marketing step in front of uh, to, to run the business better. Of course, uh, data is one thing, mm -hmm. then people also have to work with this. Yes, and the second thing is um, also to, to, yeah, to work, with, to yeah. understand it, and then to transfer it into the marketing channels you have. Um, in special of CRM, it's very important to bring then the segments inside, the CRM tools you have, there are a lot of tools in the market, and then to, to, to understand in which communication way you can talk to your client or to your customer. Um, what is the, uh, the content of that one? Is it an email? Is it a push? Is it an, uh, an SMS or WhatsApp? It d depends on, on, on uh, the product and uh, on the website you have. But at the end, um, with the data, you can make the communication a little bit better. This customer lifetime or the customer lifecycle, which um, everybody's talking about, it, uh, it's basically based on the data you have. So data is everything? Data is, yeah, it's... Is it everything? I don't know. But yes, for me, it is um, one of the key drivers. Sure. Of course, when you try to gather your data, technology is an important point. Would mm -hmm. you say that companies focus too much on technology mm -hmm. instead of the rest, like strategies and ways to implement it? Um, yes. Sometimes I have the feeling that, um, that, that, that the rule is if you have any, any, any or so many tools in your company, you are better than your competitor which is not true, but mm. um, I think it's also like there are so many tools outside and everybody promises you to fix some main issues in your company with this tool so um, that you believe in it and then you, you will say, okay, I will implement this tool. But the biggest problem is um, what is the outcome of the tool? Why you, why you have to use it? What is your main issue and how can you fix it? Do you need this tool for this one or is it, maybe another solution, the right way to fix the problem. Um, the easiest way is to implement a solution, true. Yeah? They promise you everything in the world if you pay enough. Uh, but then the, the truth comes after one year or if you make a reporting or if you check if this is, um, if this is the truth, then you will see or will find out that um, sometimes you can fix the problems on the other way. Does it also happen the other way around that uh, companies just think about strategies and things they could do and not worrying about the tools they need for this? 
Yes, I think there are some of them. Not that many. Not that many. Yeah. Um, it's a long time ago that I worked for a company who, who was focusing more on the strategy and uh, on profitability. Sorry. Um, and uh, not to say I have to implement every tool which is on the world. But I think in this time, when I jump into a company, a new one, if they're totally new, they then I make everything from scratch. So I start at the beginning. So then there is no tool. But if they're still one year or two years or five years on the market, they have a lot of tools inside. And where do, where do you start with those companies that already have a lot of tools in place and you have the impression they should fix something or change something to get more outcome? Mostly I, um, <laughs> I ask them, okay, what are you doing with this tool? Then I check out the reportings and then I, mostly I would say, okay, five of these tools you can quit. Or you can make it, um, you don't need the whole package of this tool, you only need some of some small packages of this one, so focusing on this, we quit this. you save money, the, sa the money you save, you can uh, invest in more marketing, um, which helps you to bring you then a little bit more uh, step forward and also bring you more data inside to understand a little bit more about your product, about your client, about what you're doing and um, if you do everything right. How hard is it to convince those clients that mm. they... Mm, it depends. It depends. It's, sometimes it's very easy. Um, um, if I can show him that you pay something which you never used, that's easy. Then he understands it clearly. Um, is there a tool which promises you a lot and you can't see it? Then it's a little bit difficult because you have to implement um, reporting and you have to, to watch into the historical data. Because if I come in and set up a reporting and then I show him, okay, do you see the last week? It doesn't work, this tool. You have, you must be honest. Um, you need more data or more time to to say it is not working. This tool. <clears throat> Then I will um, uh, check the historical data of the last. If you have this one, if you have the possibility to do this, of the last um, um, weeks and months. And if you don't have the possibility, then I have to wait weeks and months to say, to show on real data, on real numbers, my client. You see, it doesn't work. Then we can make also like an A/B test that we say, okay, maybe. It is a recommendation engine, for example, only an example. And you can say, okay, I don't believe that this tool helps you in this case because you only have two products. Mm -hmm. The recommendation makes no sense. Um, some of these examples are true. So well, then I say, okay, let us do it. We fix it. 50% will see the um, recommendation, 50% not. This we can check the next six months or two months or three months, and then we can see what is the results and mostly in this example um, no recommendation engine is better then you can save the costs um, talking about the team I guess that um, when you really try to offer uh, content and messages for every channel that needs to be somehow integrated in one communication strategy mm -hmm. that also teams uh, in the company have to work differently together what's your expectation here for the future Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's also a good question so mostly it's like um, you need one guy who makes graphic because it's a graphic designer you need mm -hmm. a lot of different graphics you also need content also some, some people who create your content for different um, promotions, mailings pushes etc and there's another point if you have pushes if you have, because this is coming up to a lot of um, this big marketing mix or communication cross marketing mix um, there you have a lot of different communication ways pushes You have WhatsApp, 
you have maybe a chat, you have, I don't know, a lot of different communication. Then you have to focus on this also as a channel because um, if you make it um, on a professional way, you need a lot of power to do this. You also need then a reporting if this is working well or not well. Um, or and, uh, you need this, uh, I would name it a frequency gap because um, if you have a lot of different communication ways like push, in-app, app, um, on-site, SMS, WhatsApp, Ooh, whatever, offline, etc. Then you have to to focus on uh, that you don't um, um, that the clients don't freak out because they get uh, every second uh, a message from you. But um, um, yeah, this is um, the future. I think that, um, that that the CRM grows a little bit. CRM is not in the most common it's more than email marketing, um, so it's more than that. Um, and this is um, something which they realize right now. And so on, from my perspective, um, it will be uh, growing a little bit bigger and faster. Do you think that this somehow old strategy to have a department for social media, to have a department for ZIA, to have someone for email, that this will persist in the future? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. I think that um, this um, content marketing is one of the famous points we have. Included with this cross-marketing mix we have, um, we'll, we'll set up a marketing team in a total different way. Uh, right now we have this, you have then SEA, SEO and all this kind of um, um, normal channels you have. But um, I think maybe you have also some, some project teams um, which helps you then to bring all this content in, um, in an overlapping way, like um, you have it on Facebook, then you have a landing page, a specific landing page. If you make a display, you make retargeting based on the storytelling you have at the beginning. So you, I think it will mix up a little bit everything. Of course, there are many, many developments going on right now, especially some really hot topics uh, and buzzwords like artificial intelligence and all this <laughs> stuff. And I know you're not a big fan of those uh, issues, of those buzzwords <laughs> especially and, and things, but what would you say are the trends that are really making any changes those years uh, that companies should take care of? So I, I, I love that. It's, um, there's a lot of buzzwords, growth hacking and co, which is like a lot of people come in front of me and uh, tell me these buzzwords and I, was, I saw in the face that he don't understand the buzzword so then it makes no sense. AI is an, a very interesting point. I really don't know where the way is going, uh, so what is um, the next steps in AI, but I think um, all this um, content uh, personalization, banner personalization, color personalization, it's very interesting to see what happens in the next months and years there. Um, in some points, I'm not believing it. So, like, um, if the color personalization makes sense, okay, we have to test it, right? Um, but I think with AI um, and the data to mix it together, we have a great opportunity to make the communication for the clients a little bit better and for the customers better. Am I also very happy to see what happens with the new communication ways we have? Maybe WhatsApp for Business, something like this, which is coming strongly, maybe in. in, in in the market, what what uh, in combined with AI is, I think, perfect. I love this. Um, Do you think that big data really exists? Oh, password number two today, big data. Um, hmm, I think some of the companies maybe exist with big data, but uh, I would say Amazon is one of the, the the companies which I think I don't know, but I think they have a lot of data, and this is big data. Um, it's funny when I go to a company which have some data and they say, yeah, this is big data. And I would say, no, big data is 
nobody of the normal companies can handle dictators. It's uh, that's, that's a, a word which exists since three or two years now, and um, yeah, it's interesting to see that um, a lot of people talking about big data in a way where I have to say, sorry, that's not big data, that's our data. You have a lot of data, that's true, but not, it's not big data. What would you say is the most overrated topic right now in the discussion and what is the most valuable you expect? Okay, agile is one of the words which I, yeah. I hate. I will never hurt it again because well, agile, process, okay, perfect. Everybody talk about it and nobody do it. So it's perfect Talk talk again about this one. Um, also, personalization, um, I love it. A lot of companies talk with me about personalization. Um, some of them say if the name is in the mailing, it's personalized. Okay, fine. Um, but the, the topic which I think why this is um, so strongly in a lot of the companies is the personalization at its uh, full overview, like content, like text, like time, like headlines, like banners, like he reads more, more text, he reads less, more videos. This is, for me, personalization. This is a huge topic, and I think it's not done in one sentence. And this is something which I heard a lot, and I hate it right now. You as a client or customer of a company, what would be the best experience or the experience you really would love to, to have? Um, yes, I'm a little bit nerdy in this case, because I, I work now so long in CRM, that means I'm so happy to read nice emails. I love to get a great newsletter. And I love also if I have this campaign overlapping view. So I, I, was, I, I don't say some names about the company, but there was one company who sent me an email. I opened it. It was a great, funny email. I click on it. Coming on a specific landing page with this image, with the same text, and was like, wow, great. There's one storytelling. Next time I go on Facebook, I got an ad with the same picture storytelling. I love that. If somebody do a so good job for me, I know a lot of the people don't recognize this one because yeah, they, they, they don't watch in this, but I'm, I'm focusing on this one because I love that. And then I'm so happy to see this. But this is nerdy talk. That's true. What I also love is to see what happens about these new technologies when I click on a website and I see there are some logos which change from Mr. Blah, blah, blah into Mr. My Last Name, which I love to also to see. This is something like personalization on on-site. If I see this, I'm very happy. Um, yeah, this is, but this is, yeah, I know in this case I'm a little bit special. That's true. Yeah, of course. If you're working in this field, you have yes. other expectations than <laughs> the, the other people out there. That's so true. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it was really great to have you here at the interview. Thank you very much for your very interesting questions. Awesome. So, see you soon. And thank you very much. Cross Engage Podcast. Podcast.